and welcome to the Victory Devotional Podcast. We invite you to take the next few minutes to connect with God, hear His voice, and respond in worship and prayer. Here's today's message. Our devotional for today would come from Luke 7 verses 37 to 43 and let me read that with you. If you have your Bibles, again, I want to encourage you to open up Open that up with me and let's read the scripture all together. It says here, On the next day, when they had come down from the mountain, a great crowd met them. And behold, a man from the crowd cried out, Teacher, I beg you to look at my son, for he is my only child. And behold, a spirit seizes him, and he suddenly cries out. It convulses him, so that he foams at the mouth, and he shatters him, and will hardly leave him. And I beg your disciples to cast it out, but they could not. Jesus answered, O faithless and twisted generation, how long am I to be with you and bear with you? Bring your son here. While he was coming, the demon threw him to the ground and convulsed him. But Jesus rebuked the unclean spirit and healed the boy and gave him back to his father. And all were astonished at the majesty of God. You know, as I was meditating on this scripture, there are several things that resonated with me. First and foremost is the heart of the father. The story that we read gives us a picture of a father who is desperate to find a solution for his son's condition. And this account can also be found in the book of Mark. And it states that this child had been in this condition since his childhood. And I'm just imagining that if his son has been suffering for this, for this long and for a long while, maybe he could have just given up and say, maybe it is what it is. But he was relentless. The father was so relentless. He did not give up up to this point. And I would say that this is one of their greatest needs, not just of the boy, but of the entire family. So what do I mean by that? Let me explain that further. You see, the family is a big thing in a very relational culture. One commentary would even say that for the family with a boy like this, life centers on the problem. Every minute of every day, the boy had to be watched for fear that he would have a violent seizure that would throw him into the fire or water where he could be killed. If, fa- if the father had to attend to his work, the mother would have to be on duty. She had to try to get the household chores done with this boy in tow. And if she went to the marketplace, she was afraid that she would have a seizure there and she would be a spectacle in front of the whole town. So imagine the distress all throughout, not just for the boy, but for the entire family. But you know what, reading into this account, you know what I read is not a complaint about how the boy was affecting their lives as parents, but it sounded more of a concern on how this suffering has prevented their child from living a full life. And what a heart. What, the, what a heart of a father, right? He was relentless in finding a solution for his child's condition. The father acknowledged that their greatest need, that this is their greatest need, and he came to Jesus. And as we reflect on this story, I want us to ask ourselves this question. Who do we come to in times of our need? I'm praying that just that just like that father, we would recognize that only Jesus can fulfill and answer our greatest need. But another thing that resonated with me in this story is this. It is not found on this account, but Jesus said this in the same account that is found in Mark 9.23. And this is what his declaration is. All things are possible 
for one who believes. You can check that out in Mark 9, verse 23. And I always say this, impossibilities are God's expertise. That's why if you are in an impossible situation right now, take heart. That is God's expertise. You are in the best place to receive a miracle. You know, Jesus said, all things are possible for one who believes. But we have to understand that the foundation of the things that we believe should be based on His Word and His promises. This you know, phrase is not a name-it-claim-it mentality, but a faith that is anchored on Christ, His Word, and His works. Again, as we reflect on this story, I want us to ask ourselves this question. What are the things that we are believing God for? Is it based on His Word and is it in line with His purpose? The last reflection for us based on this story is this. We all know that the boy received healing. And the result is this. In verse 43, And they were all astonished at the majesty of God. You see, at the end of the day, all of these things will reflect the glory and majesty of God. And this is not for God to show off. He does not need our affirmation on how great and how majestic He is. I honestly believe that it is more for us, for us to be reminded that our great, holy, glorious, and majestic God cares for us and He answers our greatest need. And imagine if the earthly father in this story is so desperate for the wholeness of his child, what more our heavenly father? I believe that is what God wants us to experience today. God wants us to experience His relentless love that made the impossible possible. He sent His Son so that we can be fully redeemed, restored, and whole in Him. May we be reminded of that as we continue to believe God for our impossibilities. Let's take this time to pray. Lord, we just want to thank You for Your grace. God, we thank You for Your relentless love for each and every one of us. That love that desires to make us whole in you, God, that love that makes us want to be restored into your kingdom. And I pray that even as we get reminded, God, of that today, I pray that we would be confident in coming near to you, knowing that you came near to us first and foremost. And I thank you that we would experience that wholeness, that healing, and that restoration that only comes from you. In Jesus' name, amen. I will not fear when the waters rise I will not fear though I walk through fire I will not fear when the waters rise I will not fear though I walk through fire For you are with me You are with me As we end, allow me to send you off with this passage from Ephesians 3, verse 14 to 21. 
For this reason, I bow my knees before the Father, from whom every family in heaven and on earth is named, that according to the riches of His glory, He may grant you to be strengthened with power through His Spirit in your inner being, so that Christ may dwell in your hearts through faith, that you, being rooted and grounded in love, may have the strength to comprehend with all the saints what is the breadth and length and height and depth, and to know the love of Christ that surpasses knowledge, and that you may be filled with all the fullness of God. Now to Him who is able to do far more abundantly than all that we ask or think, according to the power at work within us, to Him be the glory in the church and in Christ throughout all generations forever and ever. Amen. God bless everyone. Have a great day ahead. Thanks for joining us today. We hope this helps you build a habit of hearing from God daily. For more messages like these, follow us on Spotify or Apple Podcasts. If you'd like to watch these messages live every morning, visit us on facebook.com slash victoryph.